Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well. Um, in this episode, um, I'm going to discuss about CRCO and MIP, alternatively known as uh, CR, um, RCP and uh, ICP. Um, and there's a lot of confusion around these terms. And, you know, when you are communicating uh, with fellow colleagues, um, you can get, uh, you know, the, the terms can get lost in translation. So um, first of all, you know, everyone describes things a little bit differently. And because of that, we need to have some sort of a, a central database of definitions as to what we are describing. It doesn't really matter practical terms of you as far as you understand what you're doing. But when you are discussing with your colleagues, um, you need to use a same term so that you know exactly what you're talking about or your colleague would know. And that's why I refer to uh, the glossary of prosthodontic terms. Um, and again, the, that terms has evolved. If you look at GPT-3 or GPT-1, uh, that's the first edition and GPT-9, which is the ninth edition, which is the current edition, which is freely available on Google, by the way. Or if you want to download it, you can look at the description below uh, on the on the podcast and you will you I will, I will, I will include a link so you can you can download that. But um, I use the definition from that term. So let's look at centric relation, definition of centric relation, which is also known as retruded axis position, RAP. So centric relation CR is more uh, of used in US, whereas RAP is more used uh, in UK and European countries, but they both mean the same. But if you look at the uh, glossary of prosthodontic terms or a wide variety of articles, um, they usually mention CR, and that's why I would stick with the term called uh, centric relation. Now, many people get confused because um, in some books, um, they have written just term centric. Now, if you just describe centric, it doesn't mean anything. It could be centric occlusion. It could be centric relation. So you need to really define exactly what you are saying. So the definition of centric relation is a maxillomandibular relationship independent of tooth contact. So this is really important. So it's independent of tooth contact. So there is no tooth contact uh, in CR in which the condyle articulates in the anterior superior position. And again, um, the, the position of the condyle is anterior superior. In the beginning, it was most posterior uh, position. And that's why the term retruded axis position came into uh, place because we thought the condyle would be most retruded. But the newer definition says that the, the arctic condyles, it's anterior superior position against the posterior slopes of the articular eminence. In this position, the mandible is re restricted to a purely rotatory movement. So you are, you, when you open your mouth, um, you have rota rotary, rotatory movement or rotary movement, and then uh, your jaw slides forward. So it's a sliding. So CR is only in the rotatory movement. From this, unrestrained physiological mandibular, uh, maxillomandibular relationship, the patient can make vertical, lateral, or protrusive movement. It is a clinically 
useful repeatable reference position. And that's the definition I've taken from the glossary prosthodontic terms. And when you look at that definition, there are four things which sticks out. So A, CR is independent of tooth contact. So there is no tooth contact. And because of that, many times we use CR for our full mouth reconstruction cases because when you're preparing all the teeth, you lose reference. Um, and because it's independent to tooth contact uh, and it's a physiologic position, you will be able to um, go back to that position back again. Uh, the um, so, so we know that the CR is independent to tooth contact and it's quite easy to assess if teeth are not touching and, you know, um, then there is a chance that you are in CR, okay? The other uh, point is that the condyles are anterior superior position. Now, how can you assess that clinically while patients sitting in the chair? It is almost impossible for you to assess that condyle is exactly anterior superior position. So you will have to do your best guess. Um, the other thing is mandible is restricted to a purely rotatory move, rotary movement. And this is something you know, because if you, if, you, if you are staying within that 25 millimeter opening, then there is a chance most likely that it's a rotary movement. And you're not going to really record CR that far away. Um, so, you know, that's easy to maintain and manage. And the fourth is that it's a repeatable reference position. And this is really important for us because when you are doing full mouth reconstruction, you are going to possibly mount uh, models for a few times during the one case. And, um, you know, if you know the three-step protocol which I teach, um, we do a second mounting after you do anterior reconstruction. Um, and you want to make sure that you are your mounting is same every time. So that's why you would do your centric relation uh, record because it's repeatable for that one single patient. So make sure that you understand that definition and why we use centric relation. Now, the confusion happens if you look at the definition of centric occlusion or retruded contact position, RCP. So CO is same as RCP uh, in the terms wise. CO is more widely in America, but RCP is more nothology based. And in Europe, we use that term. But most of the many papers uh, describe uh, CO. And that's why I would stick to term CO, centric occlusion. Now, the definition of centric occlusion is the occlusion of opposing teeth when the mandible is in centric relation. This may or may not coincide with the maximum intercuspal position. Now, the confusion happens is that it says the occlusion of opposing teeth when the mandible is in centric relation. Now, the problem is we just revised the med uh, we just discussed about the definition of centric relation, and in centric relation definition, it says that the is a teeth apart position. So, as soon as the mandible touches that first point of contact, which is centric occlusion teeth are not more, no more in centric relation. So, you know, the definition is a little bit confusing, but what it's trying to say is when you, when patient is in centric relation and you ask patient to close, they usually contact one tooth 95% of the time. There are 5% of the patient who, when they close, they literally close into straight in ICP. And, um, and at that point, CO, centric occlusion becomes ICP, um, but it's only 5% of the time.
95% of the time, when patient closes their mandible from that rotary movement, CR, into, um, uh, into trying to close completely, first they hit one tooth and then jaw slides a little bit forward and a little bit upward um, and closes into um, maximum intercuspation or intercuspal position, whatever you want to call it. And that's called CO2 ICP slide. Now, and, and that's why it's called centric occlusion. And obviously, we know ICP, where the contact between, you know, the, the greatest, number, greatest number of opposing teeth. So it's nicely close together. Um, and that's called maximum intercuspation or intercuspal position. And this is, this is where, uh, when we are describing to our colleague, uh, it may become confusing that, you know, CO, CR, and MI. So what I would suggest that when you are discussing or when I am discussing with you, when I say CR, I mean teeth apart position because we, there is no influence of the teeth. As soon as you the teeth contacts, it could be either CO or ICP or both. So if patient has got no slide, ideally, let's say when you finish your full mouth reconstruction um, in CO or CR, uh, in CO and you, you use the CR to 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 um, increase OVD, um, you know, you you your CO centric occlusion would be same as ICP. So there is no slide, ideally. And there are lots and lots of study shows that, you know, that slide can come back because patient's occlusion change is dynamic. Um, and that's why a lot of people used to do uh, occlusal equilibration uh, in order to get rid of that slide. And then, you know, after a few years, the slide would come back. Um, so I don't recommend occlusal equilibration as a common practice. Um, so, and I don't think slide is a pathological either. You know, everyone, 95% of their people have slides. So it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, there's anything wrong with it. So I hope um, this makes it a little bit clear. So CR is teeth apart position, a most relaxed position and repeatable position. As soon as patient closes their jaw and first point of contact happens, that first point of contact is called centric occlusion or retruded contact position, RCP. Um, and then patient slides into maximum intercuspation, MI, or ICP, okay, intercuspal position. And again, there, there could be lots of uh, confusion because of the different terms. Now, why, you know, when you are doing reconstruction, there are other questions whether you are going to restore patient in CR or you're going to restore patient in CO, which means first point of contact. And there are different schools of thought whether you should restore increased patients OVD or restore patient into CR or CO when doing full mouth reconstruction. So let's look at what are the benefits and disadvantages if you restore patient in centric occlusion. So remember the centric occlusion is when patients closing, they are now contacting one tooth, which is first point of contact. And now you're, what you are doing is patient stays contacted in that one tooth and basically you're restoring all the rest of the teeth at that vertical dimension. So the benefit of restoring patient of in, in that CO is that patients, it's well within patient's adaptive capabilities. 
because patient is used to going into CO um, over it, every time patient swallows or relaxes their jaw and goes goes back, um, muscle doesn't need to be need to adapt. So it's it's very well within adaptive capability, and that's why many clinicians like to restore patient in CO because they know that there is less risk of having TMJ issues. Um, the and and in this case, as, as a first point of contact can be used as a reference point. So you keep that first point of contact and you make sure that when you mount it, you are measuring that first point of contact every single time and you know that your mounting is correct. The limitation is that you are limited with the opening you can do. You can raise, open the bite. You're limited by the amount of slide. So, you know, first point of contact, if you just 0.5 millimeter opening, then now you're limited with the space you have created. So, you know, it's good if it's the first point of contact happens and you still got like two, three millimeter of opening so that you can restore teeth without grinding them down. But if you are, uh, if, if the slide is not too big, then what will happen is that you will end up preparing teeth for your restore, restoration because you won't have restorative, enough restorative space. And what you are also relying on is that the fact that the first point of contact, the tooth which has centric occlusion, is not damaged in any shape and form or worn or super erupted. If it's damaged or if it's worn down and you're using that position to restore your all the teeth, you can't restore that tooth fully unless you are preparing that tooth, if that makes sense. So... You need, and if it's supra erupted, then your whole occlusion will be uh, will be offset because it's it's uh, supra erupted. And those are the limitations of restoring patient in CO. So let's look at when you are restoring patient in CR, which means you're using CR as your new CO or ICP position. So when you're asking patient to open their mouth, and you decide what kind of opening you want, what kind of increase of OBD you would want in CR. The benefit of that is that um, you you can you can have as much restorative space as you need. So you can open patient as much as possible, you know, up to 25 millimeter, which no one would want to open that far wide anyway. And uh, because this position is independent to tooth contact, you're not relying on the teeth. So you can mount the model again and again with predictability. Whereas if, you're mounting pay, uh, if you're mounting models in CO and now if you want to restore that tooth which has centric occlusion point, um, you're mounting, you will have to rely on the other teeth. So, um, so there are techniques to restore in CO, but if you restore in CR, then that um, problem is gone. However, if you are restoring patient in CR, then you're relying on patient's muscular adaptive capabilities. And, you know, if you haven't done proper assessment, there is a risk that patient can come with their pain, problem, joic, um, and all the issues related to opening, um, over increasing OVD. So you need to really do your due diligence before you increase OVD in CR. 
And obviously, there is no reference point. So in the sense that there is no tooth reference point. So you you need to have some guide points, guidelines as to how much increase you're going to make. Depending on your restorative space you need, depending on the patient's smile line, patient's aesthetics, how patient wants to, um, patient's adaptive capabilities. Um, and all this you need to assess before you start restoring patient in CR. So... I hope this short session was useful and um, the reason I recorded this podcast is because I had someone asking me questions regarding, um, you know, CO, restoring patient in CO and CR and, um, you know, I thought I would make it clear uh, what is my understanding and please you know contact me if you, if, if you think I'm wrong um, I'm always willing to learn um, the definitions which I've shared with you is from glossary of prosthodontic terms I, I didn't make it up so you know um, I feel that you know that's good enough for me with regards to communication when you're discussing with technician you need to really decide before you start doing wax up whether you're going to have um, restored patient in CO or CR. In the next podcast, um, I will discuss about diagnostic wax-ups and because there are lots of questions around how to do diagnostic wax-up, what kind of instruction you're going to tell technician, uh, what type of mock-up are you going to do. Um, so I will discuss about diagnostic wax-ups uh, in the next episode. Uh, till then, uh, have a lovely day and uh, enjoy whatever you're doing. Take care. Thank mm-hmm. you.